in an airplane, Avery. <laughs> I wish I was well, actually, I was supposed to be in an airplane right now, everyone. This is a little bit weird uh, because my flight got canceled today and I'm sitting in a hotel room somewhere in Houston, Texas, just <laughs> living my life. Just living your life and recording the pod <laughs> for the pod, guys. This is, this is what you do. <laughs> I know I had a left all the effort dinner, so it wasn't, <laughs> wasn't the best <laughs> love it love it well but we're hey, back we're in welcome action. yeah welcome back for some live action here on a Monday night recording mm-hmm. for episode seven of couple of catches podcast yeah baby let's get a pop in let's see tell them tell them what was up last week we can just dive right in I am ready to catch y'all up last week episode six we talked about declining penalties and again what what's going on with these rules and the flags on the Mm -hmm. field in the NFL (laughs) it's just it's a hot mess and Avery has given her very strong opinions on those for a couple weeks now so that one was another really good (laughs) one go catch that Um, and I also gave you like five or six really cringy sports moments from last week again too many to count so if you want a good laugh go listen to that episode yeah, baby. <laughs> that was good. That one was so, we both got pretty agitated. I liked that. We brought all the shade and I was really excited yeah. <laughs> to even get into that topic last week. So all good. <laughs> all right. Some highlights from this last week in sports. Oh yeah. yeah. Lots of football mm-hmm. news this week. So we'll hit him hard. Um, Trey Lance sprains his knee in his first start at QB for San Francisco. San Francisco has been plagued with injuries this last year, as we know. Um, And I didn't think that the 2021 season was going to start that way as well. But looking at week five, Trey Lance, sorry, bud. You're out for a while. (laughs) Oh, Trey Lance just taking a dive right away. I mean, kind of of how Jimmy Garoppolo's career started. It was like five minutes in and he was already injured. So I don't know what's in the water in San Francisco, but it is what it is. And even in the water in Pittsburgh. Steelers top wide receiver Juju Smith-Schuster everybody's favorite out for four months with a dislocated shoulder shoulder and surgery is going to follow that injury and he was on my fantasy team so that's good yeah so it sounds like he won't be making any TikToks anytime soon yeah um, <laughs> or maybe he'll be hospital bed maybe exactly <laughs> exactly and in more related news for football um NCAA mm-hmm unranked texas a&m beat number one bama with a field goal 41 to 38 my god kentucky obviously a powerhouse now (laughs) they are six and oh this season so far with another win over lsu no surprise there 42 to 21 we're really looking forward to um this next weekend with kentucky and georgia and baylor byu Mm. matchups those are going to be pretty hot yeah, that's I, I'm really excited for that. I mean, but the Bama game, I was in a restaurant here in Texas watching that game go down and I was shocked. It broke a lot of records. So it was Absolutely. it was kind of a big one. And the MLB postseason's underway so far. I mean, by the time you guys hear this, the series will probably be over, but we've had a pretty crazy Red Sox race series so far with some walk-offs, uh, the White Sox, man, coming in big for a game during the series versus the Astros, and then Giants-Dodgers, Brewers-Braves, and the NLDS. I mean, e- e- during when we're recording, each team at least has at least one, so nobody's sweeping, which is very important in the postseason and makes it even more exciting. So love to hear that. 
Absolutely. I think it's been uh, a really good, it was a really good start to all those series. So um, obviously we'll see what unfolds the rest of this week before this episode comes out, but man, really some good nail biters, some extra free baseball, extra innings with uh, Tampa Bay and Boston and White mm-hmm. Sox literally coming from behind and doubling the entire score, winning 12 to six the other night against Houston. So lots of good stuff to come from these teams. Yeah, it's I mean postseason baseball. It's full swing. It's dramatic. It's loud, like you said. Plenty of surprises, just like you said. You know, I was thinking about the other day how when you see, you know, how you see when announcers introduce, for, let's say, a starting pitcher. What's the what's the first stat that they list off? It's it's always win loss record, right? Sure. Yeah. So, so you, I mean, you follow by ERA, of course, strikeouts, WHIP, um, innings pitched, games thrown in games started, et cetera, et cetera. The list goes on on each station has different stats they put up, but it's always win-loss record first. And that's it's a big one. I mean, but the looming one, and it's the very first thing they say, it's always that win-loss record. Now, last week I used your, two weeks ago last week, I used your Cowboys Panthers for an example. And this week I have to use the Red Sox to get a point across because how anyone could agree with this is absurd so here we go sass okay are we still getting agitated what is the third episode of the season where i get flustered so on october 2nd this is basically a couple weeks ago at this time the day before the end of the regular season it was a tanner house start day he was absolutely lights out he went five complete innings which is of course the minimum you know qualification for a starting pitcher for the chance to get a dub. He had zero hits, zero runs, zero walks, and eight strikeouts in that, in the fourth, and the, and wait, <laughs> I'm trying to say. He had zero hits, zero runs, zero walks, and eight strikeouts. And in the fourth, the Sox scored a run. So essentially he was in line for the win, right? That would make sense. Sure. He was pulled after the fifth, which, he had his complete five, and he was replaced by Garrett Richards, who gave up a hit and no runs. Then Brazier came in, gave up two hits, no runs. Ottavino came in and the eighth, gave up a hit and a run, essentially, quote, blowing the win for Tanner Houck and tying the game. Now, they pulled him after a third of an inning. And then get this. This is where it gets interesting. So, old boy Austin Davis, he comes in with the bases loaded ends the inning and he comes back out for the for the ninth he shits the bed immediately gives up two runs and gets no outs his stat line sass his stat line ended as two-thirds pitch you know one hit two earned runs a walk and a bomb mix in there in any Saints person eyes that is obviously a terrible outing correct absolutely <laughs> so they had to you know hustle in Hansel Robles he ended the game and got the save, but here's what pissed me off. Says. Here, here, this is what has to change in baseball. One of two things. A, you have to stop placing so much significance on wins and losses or no decisions. Basically, freaking eliminate that. Or my preference would be change the freaking rules for what specifically qualifies a starting pitcher for a win. Because bear with me, I need to read a little bit of this rule so it can hit home for you and the people can kind of understand. Yeah, definitely. So the rule states, 
a pitcher receives a win when he is the pitcher of, of a record when his team takes the lead for good with a couple of rare exceptions. This is actually in the rule book, these exact words. First, a starting pitcher must have at least five innings in a traditional game of nine innings or longer to qualify for the win. If he does not, the official scorer awards the win to the most effective relief pitcher. Remember those words, most effective relief pitcher. There's also a rarely used clause where an official scorer can deem a relief pitcher's appearance brief and ineffective. For example, if a reliever relinquishes a one-run lead by allowing three runs, but was still in line for a win after his team scored four runs in that inning, that may qualify. Now, just this whole thing sounds sketchy. (laughs) You know, like it sounds so sketchy. If that's the case, the scorer can award the win to a pitcher who followed that pitcher that was considered, you know, brief and ineffective. And which relief pitcher earns the win specifically is also up to the judgment of the official scorer. Up to the judgment of the official score. So this rule doesn't seem like it's ever really been hammered out by Major League Baseball and solidified. It's I mean, it, it, it's some rando who is just closing his eyes, spinning around in a circle and going, you get the win, you get the loss. Yeah, I, you use these words like up to the judgment of. And just to, to continue on my point, like I, like I hammer, I want to hammer it home. Austin Davis pitched two thirds of an inning and gave up two earned runs and a walk because of this backwards rule and the Red Sox pulling ahead in the ninth, Austin Davis got the freaking win and Tanner Houck, who threw five, five no hit innings with eight Ks and it was just filthy gets the no decision. This rule, like it, it has to change. I mean, how are you going to tell me that this shit performance relief pitcher can come in and get blown up only pitching two thirds and get the win when you're clear, you know, starting pitcher essentially gets no credit for the work. Like rule makers have to look at this sass with a different set of eyes. I think it's just, it's not fair. This is flat out one of those situations where it's, it doesn't make sense. It's not fair. Well, not even a different, yeah, not even really Mm -hmm. with a different set of eyes either. Like in the world of major league sport, everything goes back to the numbers. Everything goes back mm-hmm. to the statistics. How mm-hmm. are you going to be objective to <laughs> performance like that instead of subjective? Like it, it's, it's, it's doesn't make sense. And why it doesn't make sense the numbers and have some sort of table. I'm sorry. There should be some sort of chart that all you do is run your finger down it left and run your finger down right and boom Mm -hmm. like that's how you decide who actually gets a win and a loss that should be very objective right I mean it seems like the situation is like relief pitchers have it so easy when it comes to this win-loss rule I mean they can throw for just a second essentially and still get a win while a starter goes out and wipes them clean it's and it's nearly impossible for them to get a win after that five I mean pitchers are pitchers are pitchers are pitchers sass any pitcher in baseball can be a starter or reliever it's up to the team right Right. so now now if there's a rule if there was a rule that you had to list a starting pitcher as a starting pitcher and reliever as the reliever and those essentially I guess couldn't intertwine maybe it would be a different conversation we're having here today but regardless you are a pitcher why would it be any different 
you know, a starter versus reliever. It shouldn't. I mean, overall, I think this this wasn't fair for Tanner Houck. He clearly earned the win. It isn't fair, and it happens way too often in the game. It it devalues the win-loss record, and ERA now, SAS, is the only thing that really matters. It it has to be changed. This rule has to be changed. It isn't right for the game, and it isn't right for my pitchers because, you know, I'm all for protecting the pitcher. Uh, maybe why I guess I'm all in on the AL rules and having the DH. And thankfully, next year, we get to kiss goodbye to the pitcher's hitting. But 10 out of 10, can't wait. Uh, but, hey, let's do better, Manfred, you know. Fix it up for me, honey. We need to we need to get this done. We, we need we need to power through and change some rules here because this is horse donkey. Absolutely, and I it's <laughs> so funny because you use the example of somebody can come in and pitch for five seconds and technically get the dub, but on yeah. the traverse side of that, I mean, you could come in and pitch for five seconds and also be considered a loss. So yeah, I mean, it, it it helps people, but it also hurts people, and it just doesn't make any sense. So that's a good one yeah. too. To bring it's not to equalizing it's, it's frustrating it's it's baseball but I mean there's other sports that have plenty of other issues to worry about especially you know in today's age not not only is baseball jacked up but you know there's a lot of things going on in football that need change as well yes and of course we are always the first people to point out people's flaws as we are flawless and completely perfect so <laughs> continue on to that theme uh, mm-hmm. football, I'm, I'm going to keep bragging on you for the second week in a row, but rightfully Thank so, me. because I'm sorry, Mr. Uh, John Gruden, you Ugh. are donezo, sir. You have dug yourself an immense grave dating all the way back to 2011. And probably even before that, just nobody was really using email communication as frequently. Mm-hmm. Um, for those of you who have been living under a rock this week. We've got Mr. Potty Mouth Gruden coming in and being exposed as of last Friday. News broke from the New York Times, and it stated that there were buttloads of really inappropriate emails that were sent from John Gruden, um, like I said, from 2011. Um, This time period went until 2018. So again, just Mm -hmm. like three years ago, literally so recent still. Um, to, to people, including the president of the Washington football team at the time, uh, they were obviously the Redskins, but, um, these emails, guys, they're disgusting. They contain misogynistic, homophobic, anti-gay language talked about the LA Rams taking on Sam Smith and referred to Goodell, um, with, you know, slurs. I, I always find myself like. I don't want to censor myself on here because I want to be able don't. to like give it to the people straight and what they actually use. So like he used the word faggot. He used the word mm-hmm. um, queer, like taking on Sam Smith. And it's just like, yeah. it's that type of stuff that makes me really upset because well, for, for multiple reasons, and this might come off mm-hmm. worse than it actually is intended to, but this type of language is tough because it was so widely used back in the early 2000s mm-hmm. even mid 2000s right. tv and movies they used you know the r word they mm-hmm. um referred to a lot of things as gay and mm-hmm. it, it was very widely not accepted but just widely used language at mm-hmm. that time in culture and i just hate when this stuff does get brought up 
in the future. Like now, obviously it's completely unacceptable to, to even mm-hmm. think about using language like that, but to be punished now for things that happened that were, that were like accepted in society and culture then like I I have a hard time swallowing that pill and I think it's just more of like a moral ethic like that sucks that people need to get punished for things 10 years later um because they probably Mm would have served their time you know had they have done something bad at that point too but um you know there's also no room for stuff like that and when you're in the eye of the public and you're a public figure Mm -hmm. and you've got such a platform like you have to be extra extra careful and I know we've preached about this season after season with a lot of commentators getting in trouble we had a a large stint I think it was season two for us we were talking about NHL commentators MLB commentators I mean the whole Castellanos you know home run right in the middle of the (laughs) apology like it's it sucks that people just can't ever learn but you know, we've always grown up being told, watch what you put online, watch what you put in emails, like that stuff is forever. So that was my little, I think the big, yeah, the bit, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there, but the big part, I guess, about this whole thing. And I understand what your point is, um, talking about movies, saying, using all those things. I think the point is that not only was he caught, but it was caught written down. There's Correct. plenty of things that you can get you can get over with if you're having locker room talk, and it's it still happens to this day. It's not like they don't use that that same oh, terminology constantly. It's the fact that it was written down, so somebody's got receipts. And like you said, you have to be careful what you say. Our parents preach like don't you know put something on the internet that you'd regret. So to me, I think that's that's the major issue that we have here in this this whole. You know, and not only is it grossly inappropriate, of course, but that's the, that's the main thing is there's there's receipts for this. Right. Yeah. And it's just, again, different times, but that stuff's forever. So um, those emails did come to light. They were shared with the Raiders. Um, the NFL, mm-hmm. after this news broke on Friday, um, launched their own investigation where they ended up looking through a crap ton of emails again it was misogynistic, homophobic, anti-gay language. They talked about even, um, you know, strong opinions and sharing memes on women beginning to surface as referees in the league, because that's happened the last three years. Um, which, you know, at that point when it's becoming that recent and you're poking fun and doing all of that, then I start to have that like even bigger problem with it. Um, but with the NFL investigating their own, um, you know, little process there, Yeah, they look at over 650,000 emails, they compile everything (laughs) and they end up sending them to the Raiders, whatever they find. They're like, yeah, here, here's more (laughs) evidence to be able to like shut this down. So um, that was kind of crazy to see that big of a number that they did look through. And as of Monday evening, John Gruden, no longer the head coach of the Raiders, quote unquote, all of the articles right now are saying that he resigned after a talk with mm-hmm. Mark Davis, which we know how that conversation goes. Mark finds him in the locker yeah. room. He sits him down. He says, look, you're not going to be the head coach anymore. Um, so what mm-hmm. do you want us to say? Do you want us to say you resigned like a man, or do you want us to have to say we fired you and you went down? You yeah. know, fine. so I, I can, I can bet my life savings. That's how the conversation went. And he took the ladder and decided to say, yep, I resigned. So those yeah. headlines came out like super late Monday night. And that's kind of the current state of the Raiders team, which right now, 
you know, they, they were in a pretty okay spot starting the season off and it was actually in his fourth year of, of a 10 year contract, a hundred million dollars. So he was sitting at a pretty, pretty good spot at this moment. And then, you know, stuff like this happens and their whole world is going to shift. So we'll, we'll see what happens to him the rest of this week. Yeah. It's, it's gross. Honestly, it's like, this is a double, I, I made a note as you were saying this double cringe. This is the second week that I've been heated about something. And this is a second double cringe week for you. So it's, yeah. I mean, it, unfortunately it's something that's not surprising because everybody's always going to find some dirt to dig up. Oh, absolutely. Dirty digging. They blast it and they send it everywhere. And that's the power of social media. So be careful what you say online, kiddos. We've been preaching this <laughs> since we were like five growing up with computers <laughs> attached to our hands. Yeah, we're like the first generation that has had access from basically from the start, you know, yes. of the internet. And yeah, know, we, were, we existed That's when still what we started with. <laughs> yes, as babies sitting there. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Dial up. Yeah, it's so accurate. So true. Yeah, yeah. Love. I can just I mean, hear it right now in my ear that sound of the, like the fax machine. Right now, I can't. Yeah, I was going to do it, but I was waiting for you to come in and save me. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Good impression. Well, 10 out of 10. Oh, hey guys, if you're feeling spicy and you wanted to talk about some more cringy moments or, you know, anything in sports that surprised you or getting you excited, please leave us a voice message on our anchor.fm site. It's free. You don't need an account. And while you're at it, people follow us on our social media accounts. The couple of catches, Twitter at couple of catches and our Instagrams, both at Avery J Nichols and at Caitlin underscore. And as another note, we are progressing in the world of technology as well. And if you listen on Spotify, scroll on down on your main page there and answer our question of the week, whether we decide it's a poll or we decide it's one of those Q and A's answer, answer, and let us know your feelings because those are fun to interact with. And yeah, so scroll on down and do it. If you're on Spotify, if you're on Apple podcasts, get off Apple podcast and go on to Spotify. <laughs> Come on. Or Join the normal world and be on Spotify weirdos. <laughs> it's like uh, Apple music versus Spotify. I'm like, no, you get so much more like underground stuff on Spotify. Like it's less like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I don't know. It just, it's feels just like cooler. Spotify's it's more just open. cooler. And yeah, if you want to be cooler. a cool kid, get on Spotify. So you're welcome. Don't be a weird 45 year old man. Okay. <laughs> Oh, but Sorry, if you're a 45 year old man listening, keep listening and pass on to your friends. <laughs> if you're, our, and if, even if you're our friends out and gosh, we got people in Saudi Arabia listening. We've got people in Japan, Germany, UK. Yeah, everywhere. Yeah, we love that. Canada, Canada. Canada. Oh my God. Shout <laughs> well, out. Well, I mean, hopefully by tomorrow I can get out of what feels like South America and go back to our Canada, which is Chicago. It's going to be snowing next week. No kidding. <laughs> Fingers crossed for you, Avery. Safe flight. We love it. We love it. Thank you, guys. We will uh, go ahead and chat with you next week. All right. Bye. Yeah, bye.